And MLM Rebel is a new breed of network marketer, smarter, truly independent, and free. MLM Rebels wage war against the soul-sucking corporate world and against networkers who would rather preserve doctrine than helping people get results. MLM Rebels recognize when the world changes and changes with it. MLM Rebels don't believe in duplicating things that no longer work and would rather work without a safety net than within the confines of one. MLM Rebels are only involved in opportunities that give everyone an equal playing field instead of a top-heavy one. We don't care about the sacred cows of MLM, we don't care about the industry, and we do not care about the way it's always been done. We care about people following their gut. We care about people being able to quit their jobs now. We care about people being with their family instead of their boss every day. We care about people being with their family instead of their team all day. We care about people living free. We believe a truly free networker has multiple streams of income. We believe a truly free networker's creativity isn't shackled by their company's contract. We believe a truly free network marketer actually knows how to market and that they run their business like a real business. MLM Rebels prioritize faith, family, business, sacrifice sacred cows, build their own empires, never rebel against each other, and change the world. MLM Rebels know they are not confined by doctrine, not stifled by the past, and know they are one business away. My name is Zach Spear, and welcome to MLM Rebels. Hey, what's up, everyone? Hope you're having an awesome day. Today, I am hobbling a little bit more successfully. So if you can hear it, I'm kind of walking around my yard. Um, there's a cane hitting the ground because I've upgraded from the crutches to the cane. <laughs> so I can put uh, pretty much full pressure on my foot now. Um, but, you know, I'm, n- I'm, not, I'm not walking normally. I'm definitely not walking fast by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but it is good to be able to be somewhat close to normal. Um, for those of you that didn't catch the last episode, I, I grew up skateboarding and competing skating. So, uh, it's, <laughs> uh, so anyway, I, I went out and, and, and did some stuff, uh, about a week and a half ago at this point and thoroughly jacked my ankle. Um, you know, when you grew up competing skating, you, you basically take, you know, every appendage and your whole body, your head, everything takes, takes a massive beating. Um, you just, you know, you can't get around it. So, and I've fallen off gigantic ramps, um, you know, smashing my head off of handrails, um, uh, you know, basically breaking or thoroughly screwing up both ankles multiple times, both my wrists. Um, I've got scars on my back from, you know, (laughs) doing idiotic things. And, um, and, uh, Anyway, so it's been a while since I've done it. It's been about 10 years since I've actually like really had a major issue because um, I haven't really been skating in about 10 years like at, a, at any sort of competitive level. <clears throat> well, uh, last week I decided to go out and, and do some stuff and I was actually doing way better than I expected, you know, doing really good stuff and I was really surprised. And uh, anyway, as my one friend so eloquently put it, Zach ran out of talent. <laughs> so I, uh, I basically caught caught a trick really wrong and... Um, ended up uh, almost snapping my ankle, like, th- like hundred percent breaking it. But thankfully it was just a really, really bad sprain. Um, so it didn't break, but, uh, if, for those of you, if you've ever sprained an ankle, like a skateboarding sprain, if you do it, if you do it the way that, that you typically do it on a board, um, like at a, with some high pressure tricks, if you will, like pressure, meaning like pressure on your, on your legs, on your ankles, um, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're atrocious. <laughs> um, so, uh, it's a good time, but anyway, that's the quick recap. Um, 
but this past weekend, we had some cool people over at the house. We had a, a small kind of get together. Um, one of our friends is moving away from San Diego, which is really sad, but we wanted to do a get together with him. And, and the whole crowd that was here, I say crowd, it was, it was a fairly small bunch, but we have a, we have a good space for him. So, um, uh, all of them were very successful entrepreneurs. Most of them online business owners, one of them, uh, real estate investor, um, and an online business owner. And, um, and really, really good crowd now. And most of them were all in a very similar spot to us, you know, uh, you know, maybe they were a little bit, uh, a little bit more a novice, um, some were in the same spot. And then there was one in particular that is, you know, beyond us. And so it was great to have that crowd, um, you know, to have people in, you know, really, and when I say a little bit more novice, you know, they're very, very, very close. Um, so it was really great to have a few people that were really close to us in terms of kind of business progress. And it was great to have someone that was, uh, quite a bit beyond us. And, um, that was a lot of fun. And one of the things that we were talking about is just staying, staying compliant. Um, so the, the, the guy who is, you know, further along than us, and then one of the other guys is in a very similar spot, but he's just really, really well connected. So he's got a lot of amazing connections, great information, think like far beyond what, uh, what we have in terms of connections and information, just because, um, of what he's been able to build as far as, far as the network goes. Um, so it was great to hear his insights on certain things. And then the guy who was beyond us, um, great to hear his insights as well. And we were talking about compliance and it was really nice because most of the time we were not talking about business. We were, we're hanging out. Right. And, um, but for this about 30, 40 minutes of business talk and, um, and, and it was really great to, to talk about that exact thing because, you know, we've always been very careful um, with staying, you know, kind of staying compliant as far as like government stuff, um, FTC stuff and things like that, because, you know, uh, if you do things wrong, I mean, they're going to come get you. Right. And, uh, we don't want that. And, um, really what it comes down to, um, th- there's a few things that we spoke about. Um, but it, ultimately what it comes down to is what is the lasting impression that you leave your customers and buyers with? Um, do you leave them with this lasting impression that building a business is easy and that they can make a lot of money quickly? Because if you do, you could be in a lot of trouble. Um, there was a company called Mobe, M-O-B-E. And um, it's, I think it's called My Online Business Education. Maybe you've heard of them. And anyway, I don't know if they're fully out of business and fully got shut down or if they just got severely penalized and that put them on the brink of like collapse. I don't really know exactly what happened to them, but I know that their business is a absolute fraction of what it used to be. And, um, and again, grin, just full disclaimer, I'm talking to you like from the perspective of, I've just read a little bit on, on certain, you know, blogs on the FTC website. Um, I've got a little bit of information from some of my friends, but I don't know everything. So just keep that in mind. Um, anyway, Mobe went from zero to 300 million in a year and a half, which is freaking psycho growth in case you didn't know. Um, yeah, very, very insane. And essentially what they did is they, and I'm going to kind of just, I'm going to thoroughly summarize this. The main thing that I can, you know, the main two things that I can surmise as to what their issue was, was one, they basically sold you a, a a $39, 21 step program to make money online. Okay. 
And then you went through the 21 steps, and basically by the time you got to the 21st step, the 21st step was essentially, hey, if you want to make money online, um, you know, you can do that by purchasing our, you know, very expensive, you know, five or $10,000 uh, program, and then we're going to teach you how to sell that same said program for five or 10 grand. So basically, their whole thing was, you know, buy this $39 thing, we promise to teach you how to make a bunch of money online. And then, you know, you follow all the steps. And by the time you get to the end of your steps, they say, okay, well, to actually do this, you need to, uh, you know, you know, purchase our really expensive program. And then, and then for you to make money, you just sell that program, right? So <clears throat> from the perspective of, you know, having someone be an affiliate for you, there's nothing wrong with affiliate marketing. Um, I think where they ran into their situation or their issue was, or the one of their issues was that the really the only way to achieve the end result of their $39 program was to buy their bigger program. And, you know, if you do upsells right, obviously there's nothing wrong with upselling, right? Making it easier for someone. I think they just put a little too much emphasis on the expensive program. And then I think the second thing was they weren't really giving you a skill set that you could use. Um, it was basically just a program that you could sell. It's almost like buying a franchise in a way. So that part's a little murky for me. Um, I don't fully understand that part, but I do know the other part that really, from what I can understand, seemed to catch the attention of the FTC in a negative way. And um, this has been the same for lots of network marketing companies, um, lots of people in network marketing companies. And essentially what that is is... Um, is selling, basically selling a lifestyle or a big income with little work required. That is going to cause you so much headache and problems if you get big um, that it's going to be not so fun. Um, I've heard this many, many times um, from people, not just this conversation I just had, um, but from, you know, my, one of our really, really big, we've only got two uplines. So, um, one of the really big upline that one of my two, um, heard this from other uh, entrepreneurs and stuff like that. Um, and basically if you sell how to, if you sell wealth in the wealth category, like how to make money, um, I mean, this, this is the same thing by the way, in the other categories too, but it's especially true in the wealth category. If you teach people, that you can make a large amount of money with like low work or it's easy or anything like that, um, that is going to cause a lot of potential issues and you do not want to do it. So what we have done to kind of, you know, attempt to combat this, and I'm going to get even more intense about this um, after that conversation because, you know, we always want to do the right thing. Like that's literally like our makeup is we want to do the right thing. I would rather do the right thing and be and be completely destitute than do the wrong thing and be wealthy. Um, I'd rather do the right thing and be wealthy, by the way. But, you know, if, if I had to pick one, I would rather do the right thing. And so we've always built, tried to build our business doing, doing, doing all the right things, um, you know, from a legality standpoint and stuff like that. And, um, and just play, play by the rules so we don't get, don't get smoked. And the way that we have really done that or attempted to do that in the best way possible is by not ever showcasing like income um, that you could make or that we make. Um, we, if you, if you notice, we never really showcase our lifestyle. Um, and that's a big contrast into what a lot of, 
you know, people in the network marketing space or online marketing space that, you know, kind of sell how to do well in business. Um, a lot of times they, they showcase their lifestyle, right? Um, or the money they make and things like that. And we've never really done that. And I don't ever intend to. Um, we've really focused on the skills, right? Selling the, the really selling the selling the skill like we're going to show you how to utilize intelligent marketing principles to build a network marketing business um that's what we focused all of our energy on and you know am i saying we're perfect no i'm not i'm you know in fact this that conversation has really got me to where i need to make sure that we're on point um you know with with another fine-tooth comb um you know get other uh people in our business that really know what to look for and um and make sure that we're 100% above board in every capacity because, you know, we're trying to impact the world in a really positive way. And I truly believe that if any, if any like uh, regulator or anyone like that saw our business and really looked at it, I think they would come to that same conclusion. Like these are, these are good people. They're, they're trying to help the world in a good way. They're not making false claims. Um, yeah, I really believe that. But at the same time, I know that, you know, none of us are perfect in every way. And if, and like, if a cop pulls you over, if you really make him angry, you know, he could write you a ticket for something. Most likely he could find something. And, um, even if you think you're doing everything perfect, even if you had a brand new car, you know, you could probably find something to write you a ticket for. And so, you know, we know that, you know, we probably never will be perfect, but we have a new renewed focus because, like I said, we want to we want to change the world. We want to be here for a very long time, helping people, you know, acquire actual skill sets to build a network marketing business. And I truly believe that what we do is honestly even more it's more legit than any network marketing opportunity out there. Um, not necessarily with our company per se, although our company is legit. Um, I mean, the way that we build it, you know, like I think. If, if, if FTC people were going to come after someone in network marketing, like we should be the last people they come up, come after because we're, we're trying to teach people how to build a network marketing business, like a real business, not like a fairy tale, right? We're telling people from the very beginning, this takes work. This takes a skill. This is going to be hard, um, but it's going to be worth it if you pull it off, right? And so anyway, um, just kind of sharing what, you know, some of the things that we're thinking about, one of the things, some of the things that we're learning, um, and I just implore you, do not uh, make claims for your business, you know, and th- for a multitude of reasons. I mean, if the first and foremost is you can get, get yourself in trouble eventually um, and nobody wants to do that. And um, the second thing is, honestly, it's just it's just bad business. It's just bad. You know, it's bad marketing. You know, if you if you told me, you know, hey, you do, you know you do this, basically, you, you know, sign up for this thing, and it's going to be super easy, you're going to lose me, right? Because I know that that's BS. So you lose your high quality people by telling them that it's easy, because high quality people know that things are not easy. They know they have to acquire a skill and work for something that they that's that's desirable. Low quality people want things to be easy. So if you want low quality people, tell them it would be easy. If you want high quality people, tell them it's going to be hard and it requires skill. And they have to learn it and you'll get a much higher quality base of people to build your business with. So from a straight up just successful marketing perspective uh, and from a regulatory perspective, you know, just tell the truth. Don't BS people. Don't tell them it's going to be easy. Don't make income claims of any kind. Um, You know, don't showcase your checks. Uh, You know, let let the corporation handle the... um, 
the average earning stuff, right? You don't, you don't do that. Let them kind of deal with that kind of stuff. Uh, if, you know, if I can give you a very, you know, solid answer on, hey, here's when it's okay to showcase your earnings, then, you know, I'll do that when I get it. But as of right now, uh, I've heard too many mixed bag reviews on like how to showcase your actual income and stuff like that or showcase tes- testimonials. So for now, I would just literally let the corporation handle like income claims and stuff. Um, you know, if they want to put something out there um, and they get blowback, well, you know, let them take that, but but you don't. Um, so anyway, hopefully that, uh, that helps a little bit um, and hopefully it doesn't scare you. Uh, so don't let it scare you too much. You know, you have to, you have to operate in this world. And like I said, you know, you're probably never going to be perfect. I don't think I, I bet if, if, if regulator wanted to pick apart any business in the world, they could find stuff wrong. And, um, there's no one that's hundred percent perfect. The best thing we can do is just do our very best, um, to be compliant, um, tell the truth, you know, don't overstate things, don't exaggerate, don't make things sound easy. And, um, and, and by default, you'll be a better marketer because of it. You know, you'll get better quality people anyway. So it's really a win-win. It's just a matter of, you know, of applying it. So anyway, hopefully that, um, that, uh, that shines a little bit of light for you guys. And um, we appreciate you big time. And uh, thanks for listening. So if you found value in this, leave a review and a rating. That'd be fantastic. And um, with that, we'll see y'all soon. Thank you.